We've got another great guest for you today on the podcast, but just before we get started, I have a small favor to ask. Would you go to the podcast app you're using and just like the podcast and share it and maybe go on LinkedIn and share it amongst your network? It really helps if we can get more people listening, we can continue to get good guests. With all that said, please sit back and enjoy this episode of the Forward Thinking CFO. Welcome to the latest episode of the Forward Thinking CFO. My guest today is Marco Torrente, who's the Chief Financial Officer at Webbeds.com, a global online marketplace for the travel trade. Marco leads a finance department of about 220 people spread across the globe, and I'm looking forward to finding out how he goes about managing that. So welcome, Marco, to the Forward Thinking CFO. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure to have you here. Could you start by introducing yourself to our listeners and just giving an idea of the path you've taken to get to a CFO position? Yeah, thanks uh, for the opportunity. Actually, I'm, I'm CFO for WebBeds for in the last couple of years. Before that, uh, I've been uh, actually working in the travel industry for the last 10 years in different roles, almost always uh, a finance director, another big company that I was working with for was uh, Tweet Travel that probably you are familiar with, particularly in the UK, you know, it's a Thompson Flight, a first choice. So where I was a finance director of uh, uh, emerging markets or new markets, particularly in China, in, in, uh, in, uh, in India and in Brazil. And um, before that, I was uh, actually working for uh, a consumer goods company. So actually, it's uh, two main sectors, consumer goods and travel. And then obviously then uh, I landed in a CFO position for WebBest, which is a global company. I've been working in five different countries. Obviously, this is helping a lot in terms of managing a, a team, which is uh, spread across the globe, as you said before. Yeah, and I imagine a lot of people have probably used WebBest without even realizing it because you're business to business. So there are some big numbers involved. So for those who don't know the company, could you give us a bit of an outline of, you know, something about the company and how it operates and that kind of thing? Of course, of course. I mean, obviously, as you said, maybe a lot of the people that are listening right now, they're using it because we're a B2B, so we put in connection the hotel and then with the, the uh, operator in the travel industry like OTA or a uh, travel agency, a tour operator. So when you are buying a, a room in the hotel from an OTA, it can be, you know, anywhere, Expedia, Booking or whatever. There are, you cannot imagine, there are several B2B companies, the middle between the, 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 the final consumer, so yourself and the hotel. We are one of uh, those ones. And to be honest, it's a really big market because, for example, when we close the fiscal year 23, we are talking about 1.7 billion of euros of uh, uh, revenue, gross revenue. You can imagine, so 5.8 million of booking. So we are managing something like almost 6 million of booking uh, across the, our company, also in the finance department as well. So I talk about really big numbers here. and as you said before. Yeah, so uh, in order to do that, there must be quite a lot of good, robust technology in the background that uh, that's making that happen. As an outsider, I imagine that that's one of the key drivers that I, I, I see your business as being technology-led and, and having a lot of data. Is that how you see it? And I'm interested also how you and the finance function play a part in that technology mix. Yeah, obviously the, um, the technology is key because at the end of the day we are a, a, almost a technology company to put the connection between uh, the different parties involved. 
And uh, again, it's key, the management of the data. And uh, in particular, as you can recall, we, we passed a, a terrible period in terms of COVID before all the industry, particularly for the tower industry, where suddenly from one month to another, the revenue went down to, to minimum level. Uh, we actually, we, we took the, a big opportunity there because we didn't want to waste the crisis. So we took a big opportunity in terms of uh, redefine the strategy and particularly define the strategy related to technology. We started in particular in finance, the, the new digital transformation for the finance department. And then we started with putting the foundation in place because uh, we grew quite fast before COVID through acquisition. So actually we acquired three companies. In, a, in Spain, UK, and the Middle East. And then it was, it was a good opportunity during, the, during the, the crisis to merge and integrate all the different uh, companies that uh, we acquired. And also from the finance perspective, we, we started putting in place uh, the foundation as a part of the digital uh, transformation, which means that we, we implemented uh, the ERP system uh, through the different uh, to a different company, because you can imagine when we acquire a company, the booking system is different from the others. Also, the accounting system are all different. So the first thing you need to do, if, particularly if you want to then to carry on in your digital strategy, artificial intelligence, machine learning, is to have the foundation in place, right? Which again is the ERP system that so that all the company they are uh, they work in the same way with the same language and with the same kind of data. And then after that, it really can build up sometimes a little more sophisticated, but it is need to have the, a big foundation in place in terms of SAP. So that also you can manage the, the, the volume that I described before, around 6 million of, of booking as well. Okay, so yeah, that's interesting. So I was going to ask you about COVID because obviously the, the travel industry was hit probably harder than most. It was just all travel stopped pretty much. So I was going to ask how you dealt with that, how you responded to it, but it sounds like you've, you've turned it into an opportunity as well whilst you weren't taking bookings, I presume, to restructure the, the sort of technology underlying, well, the whole business by the sound of it, and also the finance function. So so just to cover off that bit about how did you cope with COVID, was it just a question of, you know, you turned your attention to what can we do with this mm-hmm. time? And uh, you know, was, was it just a question of being uh, you know, without revenue and, and having to find a way to overcome that problem? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is uh, the first, uh, obviously, when it happened, it was 2020, if you remember, around March, the first thing is how to protect the balance sheet and uh, to be, make sure that you were able to survive in this period in terms of cash. That's what we did uh, uh, quite strongly at the beginning. Then after that, the idea was how you really, you don't want to waste this opportunity. Did and this uh, obviously was a negative, but it can be transformed in opportunities. So we don't want to waste this crisis. So we started about it in terms of strategy. So to be able to be ready from uh, when the situation was coming back to the normality that we we're expecting a pent up, pent up demand as well. So actually, there was the idea is how to be ready to come back strongly in the market. And what we did in terms of uh, particular digital transformation and a new strategy for for the company itself, which does obviously imply also finance. So you hadn't got something already lined up before COVID, you know, an idea that you were thinking of implementing or, or did you kind of start the whole thing when the lockdown started or is this something you'd kind of 
had an idea to do beforehand. No, we had uh, some idea, obviously, because we, we had to integrate all yeah. these businesses. We had some guidelines, yes. but we accelerated this one during this period just to make sure that, you know, we, we were ready when the situation was coming back to the normality. Sure, yeah. And have you done any acquisitions since then? Because uh, you mentioned you've done acquisitions in the past and obviously all had different systems and, and so on, presumably different booking systems, different finance systems. So it was a good opportunity to integrate those, but you know, have you set it up so that you can integrate other acquisitions? Uh, not, not yet, further, not yet. Right. Uh, so we did it uh, because actually we, we were just did uh, uh, one in two, uh, 2019, as to before the of the, the the crisis, and then uh, uh, we integrated them, and then obviously we are ready for the next the next opportunity. But the nice thing is that we already have a foundation in place that we we can. Uh, uh, plug and play is uh, someone is coming up in terms of uh, acquisition as well, right? It sounds like you made the really good use of the, how did you put it? <laughs> Never waste a crisis. No, don't waste a crisis. Actually, it was our, <laughs> yeah, no, our strategy, actually. That's good. So, and, and you mentioned machine learning there as well. So, obviously, we've had chat GPT and so on has kind of taken the world by storm, but that's within about the last 12 months. So, you were, were starting to look at machine learning and AI um, during this time as well, a, a couple, what, what now? Three, two, two years, three years ago. How did you go about that? Was it was it again something that you were looking at before? Or, and or I'm also interested in how do you or who drove that? I suppose was that you in the finance department, seeing that there's going to be rich data that you can uh, gain from from that, or was that driven by IT? How, how did that come about? Yeah, actually, to be honest, it's uh, driven by the. Uh, executive committee as well in terms of you know being in uh, in a digital uh, company as well so it's something that is key to the uh, to the strategy it's on the top of the list and then machine learning can be very very useful as you can imagine particularly think about uh, the the forecast cash flow forecast that can be done directly on the with the machine learning and then it's a matter of understanding and analyzing the data because what actually I wanted to uh, to improve in the in the in the time of the finance department because until a certain point you know you spend a lot of time like seventy percent eighty percent of your time to make sure that the data are accurate are correct and then you spend just twenty percent of your time to analyzing them. Now with the artificial intelligence and all, all the new digi- uh, digital transformation, my aim is for my team is, is spending more time to analyze the data and less time to prepare them. So in terms of thirty uh, percent to download the data to under- uh, make sure that they are correct, and to have seventy percent of your time, which is more evaluated activities, to analyze them. This is actually the main benefit for me from uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. So it can be useful, for example, they can do the machine learning, they can learn from the past and they can do another proposal for the forecast, cash flow or even a, um, revenue forecast. And then it's your task now to analyze the data and to, to agree with them or change it if, uh, if they don't agree with them. So this is for me the main benefit for uh, the artificial intelligence in general. Yes, because you've spoken previously about the finance function adding value and obviously some of that comes through improving the technologies and so on but does that has that involved a kind of cultural change as well if if there's a shift from you know focusing on getting the data right to now 
doing something useful with it and being able to analyze it. Has that been a difficult transition? And how, how have you coped with that? Yeah, totally, totally 100%. I'm a very fan of a business partner for uh, the finance department, but all the level of finance department, not only the, the typical you know, FPN or commercial finance, it's more also for the accounting. For me, it's, it's essential that uh, they're a business partner. So actually, they're very, very close to the business. You can imagine a car receivable in terms of collect money. They need to understand the customer. They need to speak the same language, the same culture. So actually, then it's being more effective. As well as if you can imagine for accounts payable in terms of paying the, the supply. If you are in the same culture of the world, the same language, it's, it's easier to understand them. And um, so this is a completely different uh, changing of uh, culture, moving real from a transactional activities and moving towards a business partner that really you are supporting the business, you are helping the business to take decision. And then obviously this could be done through a good digital transformation, a good tools as well, right? That it can help you again to spend more time to analyze the data so you can give some additional insight to the management and uh, spending less time on obviously make sure that the data are accurate. Sure. And the AI approach or machine learning that you, that you took, was that something that you know, there was that capability already within your technical people, you know, in the IT, or did you have to kind of initiate that from scratch? And- no, we initiated that. We did something now, something also externally, but obviously the, the idea is to have the first foundation in place, which is again the, the ERP system, and then obviously to be able for this one to plug some additional artificial intelligence, as I said, right? I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Forward Thinking CFO. Numeritas created this podcast as part of our mission to improve the way finance makes decisions, and I hope you find the conversations as useful and interesting as I do. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or just talk privately about a forecasting or modelling challenge. Drop me a message through the contact form on our website at numeritas.co.uk and I'll get back to you. Now, back to the show. So as somebody that is involved with forecasting, we build financial models and so on. So forecasting is often based on the assumptions. And I guess what you're getting there is some of that richer data and better better assumptions, hopefully, from being able to leverage that AI capability. Is it too early yet to see whether that forecasting has become more accurate or, or is that something you're able to assess? Yeah, it's still an early early stage, to be honest. But again, I think there are a lot of companies that are really early stage on this one because it's uh, something new. But you can already, the, the most important thing that you can see already change, a shift on the culture a bit, particularly from, from the people that they, they are following you in this journey. So actually they, they understand the importance of this, uh, this strategy and then they can really focus more analyzing the data and to give more insight and more uh, support to, to to the finance team as well as to the commercial team, right? So you can see already this uh, this coming, it's coming quite quickly. And then obviously the, the system will, will come along as well, right? Yeah, 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 no, interesting. You have a large finance team of, of over 200 people in finance and they're spread around well, all around the world, I think, but I know you have operations in 50 countries. So there must be within that lots of different languages, time differences, and not to mention geographical considerations. How do you go about managing that that operation? 
Yeah, exactly. Obviously, it's, it's a good question and um, help a lot for me. Actually, I've been working uh, in, in different countries and I've been working actually with my travel almost in all the continents. I was helping me. For, for me, the first thing is uh, to be humble because obviously you, know, you need to understand the different cultures. So you need to really to listen a lot from the people because obviously each of them are completely different. You can imagine obviously in Europe, we are so different. You can imagine also in Asia, if you talk about someone in India, someone in Philippines or in Singapore, are completely different worlds. So really, first things is uh, be humble, listen listen a lot what they're saying, and then to have a really clear communication in terms of uh, very simple messages, but that actually they need to be very, very clear to each of them, each of us, right? And to, and to involve them in uh, to make sure that they are updated on what's going on in, uh, in the company all the time, at least high level, right? So they, they can be feel part of the organization. And then if you have the possibility, opportunities, also travel to see them uh, at least once a year or a couple of times a year, because I'm doing, I'm traveling all the time. So obviously the, for me, the, the, the physical contact also is important. You have to understand the team as well, to make sure that obviously you are there also for, for them to, to support them. So it's, it's really in terms of the key point is the communication to make sure obviously that you are taking them in the journey to make sure what's going on to get their feedback, their concern, and not, not, not to dictate what they need to do, right? Otherwise, it never works like this. Yeah, I can imagine that's quite a challenge, like you say, particularly with different cultures. Yeah, so, so your, your earlier experience of, of working in different countries, different cultures must have helped a lot with that. I mean, finance has changed a lot, hasn't it, with all these sorts of things that's been happening, and the CFO role has evolved since you started in finance. How do you think CFOs... Or aiming at those people aiming to become a CFO, do you think they should be responding to that sort of change? What, how do they need to adapt? Actually, you need to really to be what uh, something that the COVID taught us was actually to be uh, agile and to be flexible. Something that the finance department needs to be as well, right? So it's, uh, you need to be very flexible, uh, agile, uh, to really to adapt to the changes of the situation as well, quite quickly. Because obviously you cannot wait for changes to, to, to pass on. And again, is the fact that uh, you need uh, not, to, not to be scary of the, all the innovation that are coming up in the market, in particular uh, the famous uh, artificial intelligence. Because for me, is uh, there is a fear in the market also that uh, you know the artificial intelligence will replace the human. But for me, is that the human that are not using AI will be replaced by humans uh, who are using AI. So it's something that is coming. So it's coming to stay. So you need to not be afraid to to understand uh, all the different technology because it's something that uh, they're going to stay for the short terms. So for me, obviously, you need to adapt to understand the new technology, something that I would advise, as well as obviously you know, to make sure that uh, you are a, a finance person, which is a, really needs to be close to the business, close to the to the commercial as well. It's, for me, these are the three elements that are useful for the present and the near future uh, finance, obviously, skills. Yeah, the, the, there is a fear, I suppose, among some people that AI may take their jobs, but your experience seems to be the opposite, that it's it's enabled them more and, and uh, given them greater opportunity to add value. Is that Would you say that's true? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Because obviously it's not a matter of... Uh, so we're doing this, uh, for example, this uh, transformation journey, not to reduce uh, the number of people, but to make sure that you know they are working more efficiently, then they can give 
more additional value activities in general. Because you can imagine if you are, a, uh, we are increasing the number of booking of 30% every year. Obviously, you cannot increase 30% of people, right, every year. It's impossible, right? So it's too much. So, so you need to really to enable the technology to make sure that you are still efficient, you're really more efficient than before, and you need to really to work on the economy scale. It, again, it's, it means that you can focus more with more sexy activities, to be honest, because then you're going to uh, analyze the data and uh, give you some insight to the commercial thing. Even if it's a small one, it's very meaningful, it's useful for a each of us, rather than doing, you know, spreadsheet reconciliation and make sure that they all the data reconcile, right? So for me, it's a really big change. It might positive change for each of us. Yeah, and, and how have the staff responded to that? People in finance have they have they enjoyed that? They, and did they need a lot of upskilling or reskilling, retraining, or have they just embraced it? And and you know, yeah, no, they they, to be honest, they are very supportive. Because again, is a it's back to the communication to make sure that, you know, is uh, if the communication is clear that uh, we are doing this for this reason, right? They they really come along. And then obviously there is a part of training that you need to give to the employees, right? But uh, obviously if the employees are a lawyer, then they can really learn quite quickly. So it's a part of training that they are doing, but if they are, they're happy they're on board, they're going to learn quite, quite quickly. So I think that it was very, very positive. Maybe at the beginning, there was an emotional part of, of uh, you know, fear, general fear. But then after a short period of time, they already changed their mind. So they're completely on board. Yeah, like you say, if you're growing at that rate, you need to do more with the same amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. So just sort of coming towards the end now, from where you sit, for any CFOs, founders, finance people, what are the key things you think they should be focusing on in the short term and then with a sort of a view to the a sort of longer time horizon? Yeah, exactly. the short term, as I said before, we see, uh, look at what is in the market. Uh, don't be afraid of uh, doing your digital transformation. I know it's obviously a matter of the resources as well, as well but you, know, you can start with uh, the small activities. And um, again, uh, there are a lot of uh, tools in the market that, that are very good in terms of uh, again, robotics that can help a lot with the uh, reconciliation, blockchain. Again, the machine learning can help you to predict the future. So it's something that uh, I would suggest advice to, to start using them or to, to start understanding them for the short term and for the future as well. So it's something that uh, can be very, very useful. Okay. And is there anything kind of, sort of that you're looking to the horizon that i mean ai is probably enough to be going on with to be honest and dealing with that but is there anything else uh or is there anything else you'd like to add because uh i think uh, it's, it's been very interesting talking about uh your journey so far but uh is there anything else you'd like to add before we close yeah exactly obviously the, the again the other part for me is the, the evolution of the finance department in particular the, the skills that they're required for the near future as for the future that is going to be more again for me it's important that the people are flexible right they're flexible they can change the task immediately something that is a soft skill that is essential in the finance department nowadays, absolutely. And uh, also to have a really commercial acumen because uh, it's not the same if you're working for a travel industry or working for consumer goods. You need to change your 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 chip, your, your skill as well. So it's something that it now is very, very important. So it's, uh, I know that there is a technical side that is uh, given by granted, but the soft skills are important as well. Communication, 
to make sure that obviously you communicate with your counterpart, which is obviously your internal customer, external customer, that you are very, very simple, is clear. And then uh, to be agile, flexible as well, like more than before. Something that uh, we really understood from the COVID situation that we, we had to change from one day, one, one day to another. So it's very, very uh, great lessons. Yeah, no, that's really good insights. Thank you, Marco. So just for anybody that's listening that, that wants to follow up or contact you, is there a way, good way to contact you? Yeah, LinkedIn obviously is the, the, main, the main source of information. The way if we need anything, if you have a specific question, just reach me out. It's not a problem at all. Terrific. Well, thanks very much, Marco. It, I think uh, that's going to be very interesting for lots of people who are perhaps earlier on in their journey and you were in a position to, to take advantage of the pandemic and the lockdowns and sort of introduce effective digital transformation. That's something that we're involved with at the moment as well in a slightly different way. But that's been really fascinating. And, and thanks very much for agreeing to be a guest on uh, the Forward Thinking CFO. Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best. Well, the podcast is finished and you're still listening. So let me pick up on something that Marco said. He was talking about the importance of digital transformation. And that's something that at Numeritas we've been dealing with as well, uh, integrating finance systems. If that's something that you're facing and you're trying to figure out the best way to do that, then take a look at a webinar that we ran recently about digital transformation. And uh, you can find out about how we're working with Data Blend to achieve that. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope you listen to the next one soon.